Chapter 10. Blue Shine Island. Edie pulled the flat cardboard package from her backpack and opened it. The package unfolded out from the middle. Don't open it up completely just yet, Edie, said Harry. We're going to walk clear of these power lines before we open up the balloons. The sun was setting and the sky was orange. Edie, Bill, Felix and Harry walked in silence beneath the glow of the sun until they were beyond the power lines. Then they opened their cardboard packages, pulling the edges from the centre of the square outwards, so they opened up to reveal a piece of red rubber. One by one, red balloons popped out from the packages. They automatically inflated until they were twice the size of a beach ball and started to rise. Harry had a double balloon big enough to carry him and Cyril. Cyril was already strapped to Harry with a harness, and as he dangled, his legs were paddling through the air as though he was swimming. Bill helped Edie and Felix into their harnesses, and then secured his own. The balloons were attached to the back of the harnesses by a rope, and as the balloons rose, the ropes became taut and lifted everyone off the ground. Beneath the balloon was a rudder to change direction, and it could be moved by turning a wooden peg left or right at the bottom of the rope with your feet. Ludwig was pecking around in the grass and pretending not to take any notice of everyone with their silly balloons. He could fly into the sky any time he wanted to. Edie took off first. Her balloon rose steadily and gently into the sky. The height was not scary in the same way as standing next to a cliff edge. Felix went next, swinging his legs back and forth as the space between the ground and his feet grew. Harry and Cyril were a little slower to leave the ground, and Cyril put his chin on Harry's chest and looked up his long nose into Harry's eyes. Don't you worry, furry fella. You're safe with me, said Harry, and he kissed Cyril's nose. Bill was last to take off. His white beard and hair ruffled as he rose and he looked around and grinned at everyone. Ludwig was circling around each balloon and checking on everyone as if he was in charge. After all, he was the only one in the family who could actually fly. They soared across the green plains with nothing but trees and hills marking the landscape below. Cyril's ears fluttered up and tickled Harry's chin. Ludwig was bored of flying and rested on Felix's shoulder nibbling his ear. Four balloons pulled four people, one dog and a parrot across the sky, over a thick forest and onwards towards the top tip of a mountain. As they sailed towards the mountain, everyone became very cold. Bill steered himself towards Edie and Felix and grabbed their hands to try and warm them up. Cyril shivered and Harry rubbed his fur to try and keep him warm. Ludwig flew in circles to warm up his little feathery body. How much further? said Felix. His tummy was beginning to rumble. We've quite a way to go yet, Felix, said Bill. We've got to cross this mountain and then the ocean. Oh, not far then, said Felix. Bill pulled out a bar of toffee and pushed it into Felix's hand. That'll keep you going for a little while. Felix bit into the toffee and Ludwig appeared on his shoulder and pecked a piece from the toffee. Oi, said Felix, but Ludwig had already flown off. The toffee had stuck his beak shut, but he still managed to cackle from his throat. Edie steered herself to Felix and pointed towards her mouth. Felix rolled his eyes and shoved the bar into Edie's mouth for her to take a bite. Anyone else like to take some? Felix inquired. And Cyril smacked his lips, but didn't get any toffee. 
The balloons crossed the mountain, disturbing a family of mountain goats and confusing a large feral cat that was lying on his back, stretching his legs. The cat jumped up and hissed at the balloons, and Ludwig aimed a poo at his head, but missed. They almost tangled with some trees as the balloons dropped over the edge of the mountain, but Harry shouted at everyone to tug their ropes sharply. They did, and the balloons inflated a little and lifted them out of reach of the spiky branches. Eventually they saw the ocean as the sky was beginning to darken, and Edie shuddered. "'I think we should land for the night before we hit the ocean,' said Harry. "'We could get really lost if we sail across it at night.' Edie looked at Felix and raised her eyebrows. "'I'd rather land here than get lost,' she said. Uh, "'Me too,' said Felix. So Harry pulled his balloon down towards him with the rope and removed the rubber stopper from its bottom. The balloon squealed and shrieked and Harry and Cyril descended at an alarming rate. Harry pulled his knees up and held Cyril tightly in his arms. They careered towards the ground, Harry's shirt and trousers billowed and flapped along with Cyril's ears and tail. Harry hit a patch of sand hard, bottom first, and lay there like a starfish. Cyril shook himself and stood up, pulling Harry into a sitting position. Before Harry could shout to the others not to pull out the stoppers completely, as he had done, they came crashing down into the sand next to him. Edie slid heels first through the sand until she stopped. Then Felix, one heel in front of the other like a snowboarder, and finally Bill, who bounced on his bottom and thudded to a halt. Ludwig floated down gently, slowly swooping in a circle like a prima ballerina and landing daintily on one claw of his foot. "'I haven't quite perfected the landing gear yet,' said Harry. "'No flipping kidding, Dad,' said Felix. "'Sorry, son,' said Harry, unclipping Cyril, who ran around in a circle like a loony, pleased to be on all four paws again. Bill gathered twigs and built a small bonfire. Then he pulled out a pan and some tomato soup from his rucksack. When the soup was heated, they all sat around the fire and drank the soup from mugs, dipping in peanut butter sandwiches that Edie had made before they left. Then they settled down in a circle on the sand for the night. In the morning, Harry used a hand pump to reinflate the balloons and tethered them to a tree until everyone was ready to go. Edie and Felix were rooting about in nearby bushes looking for berries for breakfast. How do you feel about going to Blue Shine? asked Felix. I don't know, but we have to follow Mum, replied Edie. I haven't had much of a chance to think about it yet. Tell me about it. I'm sorry Dad didn't have more time to perfect those balloons. Who knows what we're going to land on when we get there? Cyril grumbled and walked past them with his tail between his legs. After a breakfast of berries and melted toffee bars, everyone got into their harnesses and walked towards the edge of the cliffs. The balloons caught the breeze and began to lift them off the ground. Soon they were on their way again, drifting across the ocean enjoying the sea breeze until it began to rain. Everyone struggled to see through the rain as the wind kept pushing it into their faces. Then there was a huge clap of thunder and Cyril howled at the top of his voice. I hadn't counted on any bad weather, Harry shouted. Too late now, Bill shouted back. We're in it. Felix steered as close to Edie as he could get and grabbed her hand. She squeezed it tightly. It seemed as though they were being battered by the rain for the longest time, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. Bill grinned across at Harry. We're getting close. In fact, it took another three hours before Felix saw something on the horizon. What's that? He yelled and pointed ahead. 
that's home, said Bill. As they sailed closer, Edie saw that the island shone blue. It glittered and shimmered in the sunlight, and then it disappeared into the sky. It's gone, she said. No, it's still there, said Bill, smiling. Edie couldn't see anything but sky, and as they drifted further along, the air around them was silent. Then the island appeared again. It shone cobalt blue as the sun disappeared behind it. Everyone stay quiet, said Bill, and then he whistled very quietly into the air. A flock of blue and purple parrots appeared and surrounded the balloons and the people beneath them, shielding them from sight. Ludwig snorted and puffed out his feathers to make him look bigger than he was. The balloons dipped down and glided towards the island. Harry squeezed the bottom of his balloon, releasing the stopper but not pulling it out all the way. Everyone copied Harry, and slowly their balloons lowered and slid over the top of Blueshine Island. The parrots moved themselves around the balloons until everyone had landed safely on the spongy grass that lay between the short, fat trees that covered the top of the island. Ha! said Bill, jumping up and unclipping his harness and whacking Harry on the back. We made it! Edie and Felix fist-bumped, and Cyril wiggled his bottom to the left and right as he stretched out. Ludwig was perched on Cyril's head, and he glared at the blue and purple parrots that surrounded them. The grass beneath their feet started to rustle and sway, and in front of them the ground started to rise. As it rose, they could see a building beneath the grass. The building rose up slowly from the ground until a small house with a white wooden door covered in pink roses appeared. When the house stopped moving, the wooden door opened and from it an elderly lady with white curly hair stepped out. She stood with her hands on her hips and stared at Bill. Hello, my dear, said Bill, and he turned to face Edie. This is Elsa. She's your grandmother, Edie. Elsa smiled at them all and said, Well, you'd better come in. We've a lot to catch up on. The End The End